true. I'm Chris. And I'm Dom. And, and we, we got, got next. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the We Got Next podcast. Uh, we had talked about some ideas that we have before. So on this podcast, we are going to experiment with one of those ideas. Uh, we are going to speak about pop culture instead. Mainly because for video games right now, there's not a lot popping off. Uh, we'll have some new reviews for you guys next week when, or not next week, in two weeks when Street Fighter Five comes out. But we wanted to speak about pop culture this week. Uh, in with us today are all returning guests. We got the squad today, gang. Um, all of them very long friends of, of Chris and mine. So, starting off with right beside me, we have Mr. Elijah Walters. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Next to him, we got Mr. Donnell Minifield. What's up? What's up? Good to be here. Good to be here. We also have Jesus. And I cannot pronounce your last name. Yeah. Oh, it's Ty. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Jesus. Ty. And then also, we have a very, very special guest. <laughs> Our favorite man. And colorblind. Raw Dog Randy. RJ Walters. Yeah. RJ Walters. How, how, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, uh, since we're not going to speak about video games this time, that way maybe we can get everybody to participate. Um, what do you guys think about the Super Bowl commercials today? Um, I thought they were pretty good, you know. Um, they've kind of, I feel like they've dropped off a little bit, you know. Than previous years. Okay. That's some really good ones, and they also have like really shitty ones. Normally, it's like in between, it's like spread out throughout. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like the Doritos commercials the best. The one with the baby. Uh, the. My favorite. What was it? The puppy the monkey ba- baby? No, 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 that was the Mountain Dew one. That was oh, terrible. that was Mountain Dew. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was so left field. Like that was so left field. Hold on, hold on. But can I please say I know that it was left field. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being hit with something, and the whole time I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it didn't cause intrigue. But my, the weirdest part of it is like this puppy monkey baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the head of a pug, the upper torso of a monkey, and the legs of a baby. It like literally climbs up and licks a guy in the face, and I felt so awkward watching. I'm like, "What is this?" Like, it made me feel awkward. Okay, I agree. Oh, you're talking about the baby. Okay, yeah, baby, I know what you're talking about. The baby fetus. Like, yes. They're doing the ultrasound. <laughs> oh, and oh, the yeah, father's yeah. waving a Dorito in front of the, and the like, baby gets, like, whiplash. Yeah, the baby gets whiplash. <laughs> then fucking shoots out of the Dorito. That, that was a pretty good commercial. RJ, how'd you feel about the commercials? How'd you feel? I, you know what? Well, I'm not going to ask you about the commercials. Because in, in-house with us, Mr. RJ Walters is a die-hard Beyonce fan. So I want to ask you, how'd you like the halftime show? Uh, I don't like these questions. Uh, it was pretty good. Coldplay was weak as, weak as shit, but uh, Beyonce came out, you know, but Amber Bruno you know, helped out too. Like, they were less shitty than Coldplay was. They were just bad. So. Okay. What'd you think? Well, because I, 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 my, my thought is this. Coldplay was okay. And then I don't know what magical thing happened but the lead singer of Coldplay bent down to be with the fans and somebody waved like the gay pride flag on his face 
And then everything he did for the rest of the halftime performance was a stereotypical gay thing. Like, it just seemed like he just suddenly was like, yes, work it. And not to, not to you know, single out anybody. If there, are, if there is anybody that is homosexual, I'm not trying to say that in a derogatory way. I'm saying it's from stereotypical things. It just all of a sudden went from, that's a straight guy, to that's not a straight guy anymore. Just from having a flag brushed on his face. Um, but I will say the rest of the show was pretty good for halftime. I'll say the rest of the halftime show was good. It's just, what you think about the commercials, man? Uh, I didn't really care for them at all, because the only commercial I cared for was the Pokemon commercial. Season. Which was good. Which yes. was good. Yes, hitting the nostalgia bone really hard with that sledgehammer right there, with their 20th anniversary celebration. Absolutely. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. We are barely older than Pokemon. Yeah. And I still haven't caught them on. Weird. Let that sink in how, like, how strong some of these genre, like these video games are. Like, influential, influence. Oh, I can't talk tonight. I cannot talk. <laughs> how they influence our world, like, now. Like, I know children that, like, still fucking play Pokemon. They play the older games. They love them to have Pokemon cards still. It's like crazy to think that like 20 years ago, I was like two. Yeah. Fucking Pokemon was just coming out. Yeah. And it's and it's still super strong. Uh, we're not going to talk much about sports. What was everybody's opinion of the game? Um, I thought it was all right. You know, defense, defense. De- Denver, sorry. Denver's defense was great. but uh, I'm sorry. Everybody came over here to watch the Super Bowl. We're all a little drunk. Yes. <laughs> My God. A little. Not we're not crazy drunk, but we've been we've been we've been sipping. Oh, yeah. Donna, what do you think about the game? We've been Budweiser, but it was uh, <laughs> it was cool though. Um, great defenses. I mean, the best defense won. That was that was yeah. the game. They got the cam so easily in the first yeah. half. It was ridiculous. They just hadn't seen a defense like that, and it was exactly. just like yeah. Nah. yeah. Because normally Cam's so calm. Yeah. And just today he looked flustered. Well, at one point they showed a stat that said that uh, he'd only been hit 15 times in the first two games uh, for the postseason. And in the Super Bowl, in the third quarter, he had been hit 20. And sacked five. And he had only taken three sacks in the first two combined. Uh, What what were your thoughts on the game, RJ? Uh, I thought it was... Like a more exciting defensive game than normal. Yeah. Like it wasn't just the defense or the offense was just getting shut out. It was like there were openings, but the defense was just coming in and like making good plays. Was, I don't know. That's it's a like, big. That's a big thing about defensive games. Like if the defense are just making plays, it's entertaining <clears throat> to watch. But sometimes, most time, it ends up just being like three out punt, three out punt. Today they were making sacks. They were getting strips. Interceptions. It was really good. Jesus. Um, well, I just can't imagine how sad the Carolina fans are right now because I, I was just was living there like six months ago, and they were like, "We're really excited about the season. Fuck yeah!" All my coworkers rocking Panthers gear tonight. Pretty sure they're crying right now. Can't lie. So. I can, I can understand that. Chris, what, what were your thoughts overall? Overall in the game, it was just it was really entertaining. I feel like. This is one of the more better Super Bowls that I've gotten to watch and experience. I mean, 
probably never saw that. It was just so crappy to me. I just did not have fun. I mostly watched them. Like, I like remember the commercials there, but this one is a really memorable one. So. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. I mean, when you have two defenses that, I mean, one, you have the Denver defense that came in number one in the NFL. Uh, the only NFL team to make it to the Super Bowl with the least amount of yards allowed per rush attempt and least amount of yards allowed per pass attempt. Um, and to see them do what they did and that Carolina's defense didn't back down either, it was it was, it was was really entertaining to watch. I'm glad it did come down to like the final two minutes uh, before one team really was able to get that last blow in. Uh, with... Well, let's let's get away from from sports. If if you guys want us to do a full episode about sports where we get heated and and talk a lot of shit, press the like button on this podcast. Um, also press well, you know what? Let's do this. Comment if you want us to do sports. Like this podcast if you want us to possibly keep pop culture in it and maybe we Give it a new name in the future. We change it from We Got Next, but it's still Chris and I with a guest. Just talking about things in movies, TV, and music. But I do want to talk about music really quickly. The Kids' Choice Awards uh, had a very weird like nomination. And not weird because the song is bad. It's just the contents of the song. Uh, the Weeknd's I Can't Feel My Face has been nominated for, I believe it's Song of the Year. Um, and for those of you that think that I Can't Feel My Face is about love for a woman, uh, you're wrong. Uh, it's about cocaine and how much he loves it. Uh, but that is going to be a Kids' Choice Song of the Year. Kids under the age of 18. Most of which are like 15 to like 10. And I get that it's catchy. I think you got you can't let that in. See, I feel like, because I work with children, and I feel like the kids love that song. And I think it's just, he masked the true meaning of what he's saying so well that you can just interpret it the other way, 110%. And just because like you know the truth, you can still be like, yeah, it doesn't really matter, you doesn't say anything about it. It's just, it's overall a good song. I'm surprised that, well, it's just nominated now. They haven't, they haven't announced it yet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that, like, that's up there. Cause, I mean, I, I believe that Uptown Funk's probably going to win overall. Because that, that song is, like, children's crack, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Children fucking love that shit. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on cocaine being... Given the children, I cocaine really has <laughs> made a comeback in pop culture, like it really has. But do you think that it should be allowed to get a kids' choice nomination? Do you I think mean, it's gonna I'm not, win? I mean, these, these kids aren't gonna be fucking doing lines after the kids' choice awards, or some of them. Yeah, might they don't know what that means. Like, it yeah. Matter. I mean, this falls more on the adults. I feel like. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the adults don't, don't give your kids. Like hey, s- some interns are probably should get fired song. at Nickelodeon after this, you know, because they should have just been like over looking over. Oh, you know, but it might be about cocaine. Just let's let's avoid this altogether and nominate another. That's song. that's kind of how I feel about it. Is instead of even 
giving it the nod, just say, you know what? This is a great song, but we can't put it on the Kids' Choice Awards. Because I don't think Weekend would have been upset about that. Like, It's not like a Grammy or anything. <laughs> Fuck no. He's, like, he's too busy dating supermodels, bro. He's like, he's like Kids' Choice Awards so white and shit like that. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Now, what do you guys think about that Oscar so white? Do y'all care that it's all white people? I mean, this is a, is a room of minorities. So, do you guys care that it is all white people that uh, have gotten Oscar nominations? RJ's over here getting ready. He got his hands no. on his hips. I mean, gay. To me, <laughs> to me, it doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't. It really doesn't. To me, the Oscars represent like one genre, one category that's designed to like emit it, this certain feeling, and it's, it's going to naturally win. Honestly, to me, it's it's bigger to win when it's not a group of people voting, but they put it up to the public. I think at that point, it means more that you won. More people saw people saw your movie, said that you were the actor of the year, and then you win actor of the year like that. That's the world, depending on you know where the movies are going out to, saying you are the best actor. Uh, Percentage wise, because then if you did that, you would have like Transformers as one of the best films. Yeah, like you could have it as something that would come up as one of the best films, but. For, for all the years that the Transformers movies came out, there was still other movies that did better in the box office and people just had a m- much better experience. See, I feel like they need to have a better criteria of like how they pick the movies. Like Obviously, you can use some stats like opening day sales, overall sales, stuff like that. And then once you compile a list like that of like five or six movies, whatever, then you release those movies to the public. That way it's fair because, like, if fans could just vote, we're going to get, like, a Kobe Bryant all-star game type thing where it's, like, one movie probably shouldn't be there. Like, Frozen get voted every fucking year because <laughs> all the children, you know, like, texting fucking Frozen in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that's kind of where I was going with my thing that uh, I feel like if, like, our culture kind of, like, decided the best movies, we probably wouldn't get very good movies out of it. Like, I think the people that they have on these committees are, like, taste film, like, tastemakers, essentially. Like, they yeah. kind of know their stuff, and, like, they keep us in this kind of high-quality film. White people and, shit? Well, no, I'm not saying that... No, but, I'm not talking but about... also... Talking about if, as opposed to having the whole this nation... Is, vote, but this, like, is what, this is why... This is why I say that. Not because, oh, if the nation voted, you know, it'd be more fair. I kind of like the way that Chris was talking. Take the overall sales. Top six grossing movies get nominated for film of the year. Or opening day sales has a big part in it, too. Or, like, Rotten Tomato scores. or You know, just go look at multiple things. And, like, let let there be a criteria. Like, Star Wars. It's not super good, but just based on its yeah. legacy. That's how but at the same the time, office. you would get, you okay. absolutely would get people voting for it. But then you also have to think, how many people don't give a damn about Star Wars? That's what I'm saying. Like, if we went around in this room, I don't give a fuck. 
I mean, I like it. I mean, I'm not, like a diehard Star Wars. I'm Switzerland. Like, I don't go fuck, but like, I'm, I'm it could be like this. It'll be okay. Uh, I'm really only my friends like it. That's it. I mean, like. Do I care enough to vote for for the Oscars? No, but I like the movie like franchise. So I mean, what I'm saying, you can like the franchise, but I would say if you had to vote on it just for you know number seven, just that seventh film, I still don't think it would win. I'm, I mean, you I, know what I mean? Yeah, like what what D said, like there's gonna be movies like the Avengers, like yeah, they. Don't deserve an Oscar, like no one that really deserves an Oscar, but they're gonna get voted just because of the stats. I mean, like, you can't just take exact stats like that, but some along the same lines. Because when you have the people that can just pick, it becomes extremely whitewashed. And like, there are movies that get snubbed. I mean, they should just honestly appreciate the greatest, which are the movies that are being nominated, anyways. You don't have to give a fucking trophy. Absolutely. I feel like the higher the rating, too, like decreases the amount of people who can attend these movies. Because like. Parents, they'll take their, like, four or five kids. Like, older people might not go with, like, four or five other people, I guess. Yeah, like, So, like, true. the little kids' movies might gross just a little bit more. Just I know, I've really... But, but actually, no, like, I, I think I read an article how it's talking about how, the like, the modern movie industry is, like, two sects, where you have, like, the big blockbuster films, the high-grossing and stuff, and then you have, like, the really, like... Uh, Critics, you know, fodder, like, really indie film that you see at Sundance and, you know, get most of the Oscar nominations and the Golden Globes and such. But, like, it's either you go the indie route or you try to go big blockbuster and either you succeed well or you just get fucked up. Because, like, what was it? That that Adam Sandler movie tanked. Um, Avengers did fucking phenomenally. Pixels wasn't good, though. Yeah. It wasn't good. I went and watched it. And I was excited for it because, I mean, as a video game fan, this was going to bring back hella memories and they shitted on it. So, yeah, like, I mean, but see, if you choose to go the blockbuster route, you have to do it well. You have to, like, maybe pick up, you know, like a franchise like, you know, you know, DC Comics or Marvel and stuff like that. I just think if they did different actors, Pixels would have worked. I really do. Adam Sandler, though. It's Waterboy. It doesn't matter. No matter what you see him in, it's still the fucking Waterboy. He, he, like, admitted that he doesn't care about the movie scripts, but as long as the place that he gets to shoot the movie at is cool, he just takes all of his friends. That's why he does, like, yeah. shitty movies now. And it's like, Adam Sandler's movies have progressively gotten worse. Like, throughout his career. Like, he started off good. And Happy sl- Gilmore. And slowly, like, went farther and, like, once it hit, like, Billy Madison, everybody kind of saw, like, okay, this shit's, like, going a very strange route. But fucking Little Nicky. I actually secretly love that movie. <laughs> uh, Jack and Jill or whatever like that. Okay, that Grown Ups was, like, okay. Grown Ups? Click was fucking, shit. Oh. Click? I don't know. I didn't mind. It was that. I, I can I watch it. It was but a I, good concept. It? But, again, different actor in that movie would have been amazing. Yes. Different actor, and that would have been I, great. I feel like Adam Sandler's influence in the movie itself shows because he has a certain very, like, I don't know, brand of comedy that you can see in all of his movies that he likes to have. Or, I mean, he could just really be a shitty actor because he's the same character throughout all these movies. He really kind of is. That's what I'm saying. you got to get a different actor that can actually act the role you're writing. And but Pixels like, would have been good. Click would have been better. 
Jack and Jill could have been better. Okay, Jack and Jill was fucking terrible. It was terrible, but this is what I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying. With a different actor that could actually do it, that could have been good. But when you have Adam Sandler that's like, nope, it's going to be like this. You're fucked. Okay, but this movie is about a guy who goes to a mattress store and falls asleep and then has a dream about how he gets to turn back time with Ramon. That is like the dumbest movie idea of all time. And I still guarantee that if you would put like a better actual actor in no because it's a comedy that he had to improvise but, yeah, but it's his style of comedy that Adam Sandler's like character style of comedy wasn't a good fit in that clip it's like it's like if you take the people out of Hot Tub Time Machine and you put like Adam Sandler in and a bunch of other people like David Spade Adam Sandler all people from Grown Ups are in Hot Tub Time Machine that would have been a shitty it would have been totally different it, no it would have been close no, no. it would have been totally different no totally yeah. the or, only or, one the like, only one out of the fucking group for fucking uh, grown-ups that's actually funny is Chris Rock. Yeah. Or, like, if you took all the grown-ups people and you put them in, this is the end. Like, the movie, the total aspect apart. of the movie is totally, like, it changes. It's like, yeah, well, yeah it but different. they're... Yeah, shit, hold on. You could have put uh, James Franco in Click and it would have been better. No, yeah. because James Franco isn't, like... He knows how to act? Or 40. I don't know. But he knows how to act. Yeah, but he was also like 12 when that movie came out. Nigga, re-fucking-make it then, damn it. I'm not saying it has to be about a 12-year-old. I'm saying with a grown James Franco, that movie would have been better. Yeah. Admit it, bro. We all miss the old Adam Sandler, but he sucks, man. <laughs> I guess. I mean... I only made it through Click of his, like, because Kate Beckinsale, like, for real, like. Fifty Fur's dates was shit. Like the concept was good. Concept was it fire. Was, it was just executed poorly. That's the movie nutshell. Good concepts, but poor execution. Absolutely. And I think it's all has to do with Adam Sandler. No, it's his style of comedy, man. It's the way he comes across. It's the uh, way he's he got lazy. Himself. It's just his timing. For him, what sounds funny doesn't hit anymore. <clears throat> His, his audience has gotten older, and we've all matured, and we like new things. It's like Dane Cook. I'm pretty sure like everybody in this room liked Dane Cook at some point, and then we just like, nah, he's just not as funny. Like, I never used to crack up watching him like back in fucking like, middle school, and now I'm just like, yo, he's not funny at all, dude. Our tastes and preferences have changed over time, become more diverse. And plus, like with Kevin Hart, you know, in every fucking movie... Hell, Kevin Hart's getting to that point where it's like, it's the same character, it's the same character in each movie, and he's in every fucking movie. He's getting annoying almost. It kind of you know who hasn't been able to do that show. though, who's still in it in the game, despite kind of being the same character always though, Will Ferrell. I don't know Anchorman too. Will Ferrell, he he's on that line though. though no, right but now. Will Ferrell can change his character. For Anchorman. He he accepted the role of Anchorman, and then when he went and did Die or what, Get Hard, no. that didn't seem like the Anchorman character to yeah. me. Like he's still good enough yeah, to where he, yeah, and Step Brother, all of them are new characters, and uh, I just went and watched. Oh God damn it! The new newest Will Ferrell fucking movie. 
fuck. Um, Daddy's Home. Yeah, I just went and watched Daddy's yeah. Home, and it was still a completely new character. Like he accepted the stepdad role and a stepdad that wants to be a dad. He's he's a he's a really good actor. Yeah, and it, it was a really good movie actually. So I would I actually like really recommend you guys go check that shit out. That was dope shit. You know a movie I'm afraid of. Fucking Zoolander 2. I think it's gonna I'm be not gonna so watch bad. it. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not feeling that at all. That's like a blitz. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. Nobody cares. He, he was in that um one movie. Dope. Came, yeah, dope. That was a good movie. Low key, like that was one of those indie films. It felt like it came out where it's like it wasn't a big blockbuster and people didn't really give it a lot of attention, but it was still pretty good. Yeah, I've been looking for it so I can go check it out. I think it's in Redbox. Well, I was just going to pick up the DVD for it. Because, I mean, that's a film that I wanted to support when I saw the trailers for it. I was like, this is something I actually want to give my money Wait, to. Wait, hold on. But, but was it because there was black people in it? Hashtag Oscar, Oscar so white or what? No, it was just the whole theme of the movie about being... What's the main... How old's, like, the main character? He's, like, 18... Yeah, like, like he's about to go to college. Isn't he's it? about to go to college. Yeah, yeah. and like just from everything that I saw in the trailer, it had a, like a lot to do with like just being a young black man. But from what I saw in the trailer, it wasn't like we about to Hollywood this shit up and over dramatize it. It seemed like it was not going to necessarily be like a true portrayal, but just shed light. Into some of the things that like not a lot of people think about because they're not African American. Like it'd be like if there was a a movie about growing up as a Hispanic male and the things that you got like that Hispanics have to deal with, it would be different than dope. That sounds like a good ass movie though. Lord. They already made it. What? Blood in and blood out. The Chicano epic. Uh, uh, I've, I've never seen. That. I've never even heard oh, of dude, that. That's great. It's one of the greatest gang movies ever. When when did it come out? Like probably like I think in the nineties, early nineties. I'm I'll check it out. Check it out. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. But but it but it has a totally different feel than dope. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. you guys have different things that growing up, like your parents tell you different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like like growing up, I was told if you get pulled over, put your hands at ten and two and turn on the overhead light. That way, when the cop walks up, he can see into the car and he sees that your hands are not anywhere that he can't see. And it'll calm him down, and you have a better chance of, A, not going to jail, or dying. And not only that, but watch where you go late at night. Watch, you know. If you're in a really nice neighborhood, don't dress like you're going to hang out with your friends. You know, don't necessarily change who you are because you're in a nicer neighborhood, but... People are going to take you at face value. Yeah, you gotta adapt your appearance a lot as a black man. Or even Hispanic, too. But I just think that, like, shining light on what minorities kind of go through and things that aren't talked about a lot is important. See, that's why Master of None is a really good show. Because Jesus and I were talking about that earlier. And it's not like it's showing, like, black people and uh, Mexican people and Asian people in like super like poor areas like gangbanging and shit it's like 
they're normal people, but they have these slight differences than maybe their like white counterparts. Yeah, that don't. Sorry. Uh, no, because it's like when you get when you're a person of color, you're either like a gangbanger from the hood. No matter what, you could be Asian, black, or Hispanic, and they'll like still put you in the hood. But with like Master of None, you get a more well, more positive portrayal of like black people. Wasn't it the the black girl was also gay in that yeah, one, right? Yeah. You have the Indian dude that like tries tries out for like. Can you say that with more of an accent? You know, or like have you like you know? I think they, no, I think that wasn't it. But there was this a whole thing about like. No, you're, yeah, there was about. Uh, they were supposed to emulate yeah an Indian accent for a part, even though that, like it didn't like they were just like why yeah. But that's things that we just that we go through, and I like when pop culture brings that shit up. Yeah. But it isn't, oh, here's a story about a 17-year-old black kid that is going to join this gang, but then he goes and plays basketball and signs with the Los Angeles Lakers and shit. Like, how about nigga goes to college? I don't fucking know. Like, it doesn't even have to be he comes out of the hood. He can come out of middle class, and there's still things that he has to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah. It reminds me of that Key and Peele uh, skit when they're like, every black college movie is like, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to make it, I got to make it to college. And like white college movies is like, I want to drop out. I want to get out of college. I want to party as much as possible. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it because it is just like that. It's been like that for so long. But it's been like that and we just accept it. That's the other issue about it. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, Grammys are coming up. A lot of performances. A lot of lot of nominations in multiple categories. But my my biggest question to Pimp a Butterfly or 2014 Forest Hills Drive? Easy. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. There's no question. Like that was a much better album. Much needed album. No, fuck out of here. Okay, what? not much better, but dude, it definitely dude, had... dude went platinum by his fucking self, first and foremost. He dropped an album without promoting himself beforehand. Like, he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna drop an album this month. And just said, it, said it like, every once in a while, a couple interviews. But he wasn't, like, out there, like... They both went platinum because they added digital views to the, the count. No, that's not how you get platinum. Record sales, nigga. No, they, no, they, no, they, they, they just added... No, they just what the added, fuck? No, that's why they went platinum. They just went platinum. But the fact he... I'm not saying the fact that he went platinum. I'm saying the fact he went platinum by himself. There with, are no features. With not a lot of, like, singles. Like, apparently was the big one off of that one. And well, I don't, yeah, Wet Dreams started to become one. Yeah, like, I'm not even a big um, fan of apparently like that. I didn't even hear it that much on the radio until, like, after, like, way after the album was out. So, I mean... To me, start to finish, the album that I'd rather listen to... It's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And it's less of a chore yeah. to listen to. Well, no, not that it's less of a chore. In my opinion, Kendrick Lamar is a lot like Tupac. I, to me, he's a more lyrical Tupac. He gives you a more street edge with, you know, talking about seeing people being shot, seeing people selling drugs and things like that. And then tries to, you know, not necessarily glorify it, but tell you what he's experienced. 
J. Cole to me is like Slick Rick. When he tells a story in a song, you visualize the story. Like your wet dreams, oh. you visualize the chick he's talking about in your own mindset. And apparently, you can visualize what he's saying. Every song, you can start to visualize what he's saying. And that's why I enjoy it more. With with Kendrick, it's kind of like that. Did that motherfucker just drop this? That metaphor was ridiculous. With J. Cole, it's like, man, after listening to The White Dreams, it's like, man, I remember the first time I fucked, too. <laughs> like, it just brings you to a different mindset. You know what I mean? With J. Cole, you're 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 well, in I'm his guessing, world. Yeah. You're in his world. Yeah. With Kendrick Lamar, you're you're in it just for those crazy metaphors. No, you're in the you're in the here and now. He he's telling like current events and he's smart too. Like J. Cole he's probably like smarter, like book smarter. I'm not Kendrick, saying neither one is Kendrick's really smart. Like the bar Nobody's he, saying he that out. No, I'm just saying like he builds the same picture he's just doing it more of like like hmm he's he's painting an emotional picture i guess as opposed to like he uses you're more visualized you can empathize i guess more he uses more English. abstract concepts to describe things like kendrick lamar will talk about how his metamorphosis from being you know a catapult to a butterfly and how the industry changes people and stuff like that j cole will give you like straight like this is what I saw. This is what happened. He puts it in the song. I mean, like, I always compare J. Cole more to Tupac because that's how Tupac kind of was. Like, you look at Brenda's Got a Baby, Keep Your Head Up, Dear Mama. Like, all those songs, like, he he paints that story, paints that picture, gives you a story, but he's not, obviously, like you said, Kendrick's way more lyrical than Tupac was, so it's easy for me to think that way. But I definitely see what Kendrick's saying. Definitely. And it's not that I ever, you know, get confused at what Kendrick's saying. It's just... I do sometimes, shit. <laughs> I was like, I think he said what? I mean, I gotta go back and listen maybe two or three times. But, to me, it's just like, J. Cole, I can visualize it. With Kendrick Lamar, I get the emotions that he went through when it happened. Yeah, okay, yeah, because Mad City is, is basically, like, his pre, like, now, or pre that album, like, yeah. time frame. And, and good, but see, that's what I was saying, like, with Good Kid, Mad City, that sounded more like a Tupac album to me, because, I mean, Tupac still did have his songs, like, Dear Mama and Brenda's Got a Baby, but then, if he wanted to talk about the streets, he wouldn't say what really happened. But see, even then... You know what I mean? He would find a... a a sneaky way of saying it. But even then, man, you gotta, like, Black Boy Fly, he gets super, he's like, oh, we all, like, looked up the air to follow, and, like, he's over there, like, playing basketball, and I'm, like, about to go shoot a nigga. Like, he, he just gets so much more, emo- like, I don't know. See, I just I yeah, feel like he's, um, you empathize with him and can kind of, like, visualize more how he's, how he was feeling, and then, No, I, and I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. What what you, what you got? Um, I feel like it's between those two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody else should win it. Let me first first say that. Is there any objections to that? 
the hip hop album. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay, Big Sean's album. Right no. no, no. Future, Future is like all. Some, some will contend though. Some He's will all con- hype though. Like his last two projects he dropped are just like they're they're too much of the same stuff. Like Honest, Honest was like a bad album, in my opinion. It wasn't very good. But then he came back with March Madness, Dirty Sprite Two. Um, what a time to be alive! But he continues. He's making like almost the same exact songs, and now he has Purple Rain that came out like two weeks ago, and it's almost exact carbon copy of Dirty Sprite Two. Which yeah, he gives you decent songs, but it's not. He's not evolving. Yeah, okay. It's not changing. I don't think that DS Two is on that same level as. He's a rapper though. Yeah, I think Kendrick and J Hole, they're like I they're, they're, they're like their hip hop. Yeah, they're lyricists. He's a rapper. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're this battle rapper. I'm an official trapper. <laughs> All right? Yeah, so, like, I mean, um, someone else. Well, like, like, I, that's, like, when did the, did the Yesop Rocky, um... Album, yeah, I think when it came out of time frame. Right, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get, okay, so for, right now, for best rap album, let's just, let's just look at the list. These are your choices. 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole. Compton by Dr. Dre. If you're reading this, it's too late. Drake, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, The Pink Print, Nicki Minaj. Hmm. I'm still going to go 2014 Forest Hills It was a good album, but I don't it think was. he can compete with those. Dude, with, get Nicki off. She's been on everyone. You know, they're always voting for her. And yeah. I'm not giving the rappers, you know, the real rappers. So, so who you got? Uh, So at first, I was I really didn't like, you know, at first I was like, A Pimp Butterfly, I really... Banged the uh, 2014 four so hard, but that really came around to uh, to pimp a butterfly. But I know it's close, but I still think I'm gonna go with J Cole in this one. I'm gonna go with to pimp a butterfly simply because like I love the overall funk. Like J Cole, like I, I I like his flow, but sometimes I just get like I can get more tired of it just because like I don't know it's 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 pretty smooth, but you just get lulled away mm-hmm. or like. Kendrick's got like that funk, but switches it up though and keeps you. It was like, a lot different. Just, like, yeah. Entertained. Yeah. Well, we already know. Yeah, but I'm gonna add one thing. Uh, you said that uh, J Cole didn't have any features on there with Platinum. The features Kendrick had though were like mad respect to get. Yeah. Like, to be able to no. work with them, like they no, that that's, was mad that, respect. That is mad respect, respect, but for the first time in 25 years, nobody's had a feature on an album with Platinum. That's what uh, we're saying. Yeah, like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, Drew said that. No. So you're still going with the Pimp a Butterfly, no. though? Yeah, I mean, to Pimp a Butterfly, it's a great album. It's, honestly, it's a piece of art. Like, you can't just take a certain, you can, like, anybody just listen to a certain track. What I'm saying, like, you can't just take a certain track and be like, this made this album. Like, the album as a whole, as collector piece, interludes, little snippets at the end of the song, like, tell this story. And it's just, it's really good. Forest Hill Drive is not really the same as, like, it's not a continuous album. Everything flows together. But he has such good work on it. And to me, he has Oz collection. I enjoy the songs more sonically. Whereas Kendrick Lamar's album, I can listen to it as a whole and accept it as an artistic piece. There are parts I don't like about that album too. That's why I take Forest Hill Drive over it. I'm gonna have to go with Butterfly. Because Forest Hill Drive, I bumped it, I bumped it hard. 
But every night, like just every night, I would come back home and I would play to Pimp a Butterfly every night. It had a lot of replay value for me. I don't know yeah, what it was. I I don't to this day. I still try to play it like every day. I don't know why. All right. So do you guys think that Drake's back to back wins a Grammy? It, would you want me to? First of all, I say Whoa, if he yeah, does, yeah. Big Bill does take the biggest sell. 2015. I don't know. Meek Mill caught a W a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah, his, yeah. his latest track is he's pretty. Out of jail? No, he. Or like he's not me, going to jail. He released it 15 minutes is. later than Drake's, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, he. Re- and he's like, so Drake released a song. 15 minutes later, Meek Mill put out a song as well that was like, "Oh, you comparing yourself to Jay Z, nigga?" In a song that was released 15 minutes ago. There's no way that you can get into a studio with a beat. Make the song fifteen minutes and get it out. So he, they weren't weren't they like how'd you figure that out? He's like, the ghostwriter sent me the lyrics. Yeah, that nigga. Like I said, peep. Sometimes you gotta play chess yeah. and not checkers. He played. He made a chess move the same way Drake did. Drake when he released the first song, he was feeling to see if Meek Mill reply say anything. Then he hits him with back to back. Right on the back to back cover, he got the fucking uh, Toronto what the Blue Jays. On the cover. After they won back to back. Back to back against Philadelphia. Like, he was playing fucking chess. And Meek Mill lost because he wasn't prepared. He came with his pants fucking down. Dick in his hand and shit. Released a bullshit track and got shit on. You know what I'm saying? But now Meek Mill, he's playing chess. He's releasing fire music. This beat is Yeah. How do you guys feel about the whole feud, though? The whole, like, him calling Drake out for not not writing. The weirdest thing about that. That bothers me. It's, it's how nobody is addressing the fact that Drake has never, like... Well, for one, it's been proven that Drake did have a ghostwriter. He had someone who wrote songs yeah. for him. But, but like, can, did anybody not see him coming from a mile away, though? Like, I, I knew that I he like, didn't I like no one, I feel like no one did. <laughs> yeah, that was, no one really gave a shit. See, my yeah. thing is that, like, if it's, like, one or two songs or a couple lyrics, it's okay for me. But it was, like, a whole entire flow and cadence in a song. The first half like, of, if you're reading this is too late, I was like, am I listening to something from, like, the South, or... Yeah, like this shit. Don't feel like it comes from so, Toronto. Like, that, that's the wait. Hold on. Can I can I add something? Can I add something real yeah. quick? We just we were just taking talking about people taking L's. Do you think that because they they're talking about best rap performance? That is a category for when you were on on stage. Who gave the best performance during what song? I think this category needs to be fucking changed. And Wiz Khalifa needs to get on this list. For the simple fact that him and Kanye West little beef, he then did his next concert. And played Kim Kardashian. And played Kim Kardashian's sex tape behind him the entire time. And then said, let's be real, if any black nigga should have gotten an Oscar, it should have been Ray J's dick. Now, I wasn't going to try to mention Ray J, but he mentioned my kid. But to play Kanye West's wife, the the mother of his only child, sex tape, the entire goddamn time you performing? Yeah, well, that won't get him on the Grammy. See, though. yeah, like, like, to, like, like, what are we giving him an award for? That should be like a hip hop. That's, that's a good award. That, that's a BT hip hop award. Right <laughs> Best way to handle beef. We got Drake back to back. We got Wiz Khalifa. We got Amber Rose saying she put her finger in Kanye's ass. Like, we gotta get that. Hey, BT, listen to us, bro. We got you. All right, it's so lit. for for best rap performance, we got apparently we got or apparently by J Cole. 
Back to back, Drake. Trap Queen, Fetty Wap, All Right, Kendrick Lamar, Truffle Butter. I would have to see the actual All Right. And then All Day, Kanye West, uh, some Theopolis London. Theophilus Theophilus London. Yeah, That motherfucker. (laughs) Alan Kingdom and Paul McCartney. Uh, I think All Right wins. What 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 are they basing off of? Like, is it like a singular performance? Yeah, I, I think it's just a singular performance because that that's different. Was... Because that's different than best rap song. Well, it could be their music video though. That's oh, could no. be absolutely. Is that a category? No. Okay, it might be their video. Well, here let's get best rap performance and let's just go to best rap song. Yeah. That category is All Day, All Right, Energy. Energy. That's the one they picked? Yeah. yeah, from if you're reading this, it's too late. See, the, cause the reason why uh, Hotline Bling's not on that list, because I think Hotline Bling low-key would have won, just but, because it, it was it was so fucking popular. You know what I'm saying? It's just, well, they didn't put it in in time to be Oh, yeah, nominated. the paperwork or something. Yeah. Like but then uh, Glory and Trap Queen. What's Glory? Glory is Common and John Legend. Oh. Oh. Uh, off of that list. All right. Yeah, all I right. Think, I think all right. Energy was a big song, and it's just because it's Drake is gonna get the you know oh is it Kendrick versus Drake you know but I I think All Right's clearly the best song. If anything, my sleeper pick is All Day because I know how Kanye West gets, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to dick ride him too. Okay, here's I guess this is the biggest one since we're talking about the Grammys record of the year. That's the biggest award, correct? Yeah, because that that, that eliminates all genres. Yeah. It's anybody. We got Really Loved by D'Angelo and the Vanguard, Uptown Funk, Thinking Out Loud, Blank Space, and I Can't Feel My Face. I think it's between Blank Space and fucking um, Uptown Funk. I think that we can't count out. The only one that I think is not re- is there but shouldn't be there is Really Loved. I can see Uptown Funk, I can see Thinking Out Loud, I can see Blank Space, and I can see Can't Feel My Face. I can legitimately see all of those winning. If you took my... If I had to be the one that was like, I'm the only one voting on these, it'd be Thinking Out Loud. I think it's a really good song. The music video was really good. Um, It's never gone away, but that's been out... For a really long time. And people are still calling into radio stations. Can you play Thinking Out Loud? You know what I mean? So I think that has something to do with it too, in my opinion. If your song can last the entire year, basically, and still be demanded, and that's why to me, in my opinion, it really should just be Thinking Out Loud or or Uptown Funk. Yeah. I Can't Feel My Face. That's a summer song. That was like, you jammed it for like two and a half months. Well, okay, that's for... Not doing cocaine. Oh, wow. They have a lot of different categories that break genres. I feel like sometimes with songs, though, they get burned out because how much they're played on the radio. Like, Uptown Funk, it's actually kind of a good song. Like, it's not only catchy, but it is, like, it's just a good overall song. But you hear it every fucking where. Like, any sort of celebration, any sort of game, birthday party, bar mitzvah, quinceanera, fucking (laughs) everywhere you hear it. And it's like, after a while, you kind of become tone deaf to it. You're like, I can't stand this fucking song. And that's kind of how Blank Space was, too. Like, Blank Space, it was fucking everywhere. 
kind of how Hello is now. Like, it's everywhere. You hear it all the time. So, it, like, it devalues the song in a way because you hear it all the time. Um, we also have Album of the Year, Sound and Color, Alabama Shakes, To Pimp a Butterfly, Traveler by Chris Stapleton, 1989, Taylor Swift, and Beauty Behind the Madness, The Weeknd. Um, that, to me, is going to be really close. The other category I wanted to talk about really quick. Song of the Year, All Right, Blank Space, Girl Crush, See You Again, and Thinking Out Loud. Uh, if it wins, I'll be so pissed off. Hey, don't so it don't win. Win. Oh, they did, bro. bro. Whatever that nigga's name was, it Dude, died. Okay. <laughs> Why do we care so much about Paul Walker dying? No, no, can yeah, I no, no hold question. on. Can I can I can I just say some shit? Think or see you again is not fucking about Paul Walker. And I'm pissed off that that's what everybody thinks. They just bought the rights to the fucking song for Fast and Furious. It's literally about I'm one of Wish sure Ben Diesel has sang the song after honoring Paul Walker. Like, literally, like, done that. But the song itself. Nigga, the fucking song is Wiz Khalifa and some other nigga. I'm saying it's about one of Wiz Khalifa's friends. See, well, either way, well, they use it as a publicity. Okay, party. like, Paul Walker already wasn't going to be in there, like, Fast Furious, I believe, or something like that. Like He was going to. He was going to? Yeah. Well, I think, like, but when they signed him on to make the song, it was after his death, and they knew how they had to send him off. Like, the song was specifically made for... The movie. That, the movie. But still, at the same time, it's like, why are we associating this with just Paul Walker? I mean, why... In general, why do people care so much that Paul Walker died? Because he was famous. But there are other famous people who have died. Dude, but but let's be real. People are still posting like no, R.P. Paul Walker. No, but let but let's see. But like, let's be real though. Paul Walker was. He was the head of a franchise. He he was head of a shitty franchise. Okay, it was good. it was it, it was good. it was that weird effect where he was like a part of a franchise and then he died. You were you were expecting him to see, keep seeing him. Like for example, if like Robert Downey Jr. died, mm-hmm. you would expect you'd be like, "Well, shit, that really fucking sucks." Because you were expecting to see him in more movies, like. But the only thing you're expect to see Paul Walker in is Fast and the Furious. Yeah, like all those movies, are, they're low key, not low key. They're they're kind of trash. Right, I mean, after the fifth one, the fourth one sucks. No, I mean like his other movies outside <laughs> oh, of Fast yeah. and Furious, they're like yeah. very average. He's got like, a couple of trash ones. movies. Like, yeah, like like the first or second Fast and the Furious. Those are his one or two good movies. No, I mean, and it's I'm not even not, him acting good in the movies. It's just, I'm telling you, I'm pretty like his death was was made so big just because of like Vin Diesel like vented and like mourned very publicly. Like, yeah, so had, did Tyrese's gay ass. Yeah, all of them did. No other celebrities do that. Like no, people were not as public about like Robin Williams back, and he was way bigger. That's what I'm saying. Like people, like so you think that someone would have like he would have mentored one of the famous people now. Not any of that shit. Like Paul no, Walker, but to they, me, they everybody's everybody's dick riding Paul Walker, and it's all right. You guys really enjoyed the Fast and Furious movies. My question is: Are you a fan of Paul Walker, or do you just love seeing sexy cars go fast? Honestly, when I watched the last Fast and Furious movie. I was on the edge of my seat only because I was wondering when they would kill Paul Walker inside the movie. And there wow. was... No, deadass. There were so many times he almost dies in the movie. Like That's true. He literally catches on the edge of a car and like they fishtail like, the edge off so they can catch him while he's falling off a fucking cliff and shit like that. 
dudes shoot rocket at him, and I'm just like, are they gonna like really kill this nigga off or like keep on fucking with my emotions? And the ending was good, like the send off. No, Paul Walker's brother did it. Yeah. yeah, the send off was good, but like the whole entire time, it was like him nearly dying. It wasn't anybody else like that. It was just him. Hmm. Actually, yeah, I think you're. Yeah, you're right. Cause like, I think I um. I'm. I didn't watch whatever the fuck. The the seventh was. movie was just trash, really. But you were yeah, you were expecting him to die because you knew he died in real life, and you were just like. Well, how are they gonna handle his death? You know, how are they gonna write it into? And well, they just ended up retiring him. But yeah, yeah I was expecting him to die too. And I feel like all everybody in the movie theater was just like, yeah. you would even like hear people gasp sometimes. Like, I was like, because at certain points it's like, oh, this nigga's really about to die. The fuck movie. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because you like know that he's gone. He's not gonna be in the next one. Yeah. So how are they gonna send him off? And I mean, it's uh. in a classy way, but. I had something that I wanted to, to ask. Since since we all very good friends, we've probably all told these stories to each other. Let's tell them to the to the to the to the we got next family. What's the dumbest or the weirdest weirdest craziest you know whatever experience you've ever had at a movie theater? Ooh, this one's painful. This will be the way that we end the the episode as well. So what is like the weirdest, craziest, funniest, whatever moment comes to mind when I'm saying can these I words. I lay out a message. This is a cautionary tale here. Um, actually, my first date ever, ever, ever was when I was 18 years old. Just got out of college. It was in summer vacation. And this girl from high school, I finally got her to go out with me to the movie theater. As a joke, mind you. Yep. I wasn't totally serious about it. She's like, yeah, we'll go on Tuesday night. I'll be like... It would be rude to say no now. So I'm going to go. But it's cool because I liked it, right? I picked out a movie, Bridesmaids. If you're a shy 18-year-old still, don't take her to a movie. Because she's going to get cold. You will see her shivering out of the corner of your eye. You'll be too pussy to put your arm around her. <laughs> this nigga her. left his girl cold. That awkward moment when you both reach for popcorn and you're like, and you could have done the whole super like cliche look at each other like just there. Getting nigga was like, oh shit, my bad. Do not, <laughs> do not do it. Just saying. You got a moment? Oh, uh, listen to so I went on a date with my girlfriend. Hey, well, I mean, we would hope so. And we get out of the movie, and it's like Valentine's Day. So I'm like, All right. wow. And the, oh, like, keep in mind, like I'm her first boyfriend, so like we hadn't like really advanced far along. So I go to like make out with her like in the car mm. and like she was still like didn't know how to kiss so she like puckered and so like I like kissed like her mouth like into mine <laughs> like a little bit like not like a lot but it was yeah it was bad it was you nigga you nigga lived a kiss <laughs> do you, you got any crazy moments that have ever gone down at, at movie theaters You've never had anything I funny mean, happen. You, you, you know, just like the the junior high, you know, the weird shit that goes yeah. on <laughs> theaters, that type of stuff. Hey yo, you know, Mikey, junior high, eighth grade year. One of my very first girlfriends. Okay, she's not my first girl. My first girlfriend, she was a fucking prude. She wanted, she wanted to hold hands or kiss or anything. So when I went to her friend, who I knew was a hoe. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we started dating. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Nice. So we went to the movie theater and we went to go see fucking oh, what's the it's the rock movie where uh the past oh the game plan game plan where it's his like a has a, a daughter out of wedlock whatever so we're watching a movie and like always I'm like a young Caesar's pizza I'm hot and ready <laughs> so we try to have like at first I'm like fingering her inside of the fucking movie theater is this too much no go ahead it's too much I'm like fingering her and like this what's this girl's name again. Okay, not 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 to be awkward, but her name is Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. She might live in uh, where are you from, bro? She doesn't. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. She might live in one of the fifty states, somewhere around that area. Yeah, hopefully she'll listen to this podcast. I mean, I really don't care if she does. But like, I'm fingering her, and we're like making out and stuff, and like literally, this old guy walks into the movie theater and sits the row behind us. <laughs> So wait, 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 wait. So what was the plan though? Were you already inside and he sat down and you were like, okay, this is gonna be like an extraction operation, just like. Okay, I was like already, how? I was already all up in it. Like we were already uh, like there. Okay. And I was just like, so we decided to leave the movie theater because at the movies in Topeka, there's a good movie theater, it's dollar movie theater. We went to dollar movie theater because it's cheap, obviously. Two, it's empty. So I was like, I can fuck her in here. <laughs> <laughs> I can skate. We can be good. Let me leave. So. My smart ass, I'm like, let's go outside. Let's just go outside and do lap sex, right? So we go outside. Mind you, it's in the wintertime. It is snowed. All the snow was piled up on the side. <laughs> so I walked over, scooped out snow, and made like a little chair. And I outside, behind the movie theater, the Dolphin Movie Theater, fucking Topeka, Kansas. Shout out to Sarah from Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> Sitting on a bed of snow. Wow. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> but rookie mistake on your part though. You always sit in the back if you bring a girl. Like I wanna, did that time, but it didn't go anywhere. We didn't want to sit all the way in the back just because like the ushers come in, they check. It was uh, only like a few people trying to move you through. We were like, we'll sit like we were kind of towards the back and towards the door and we yeah. just made sure we were like far enough back away from them. But we didn't want to be like all the way back because they just like walked in and caught us. Yeah. So we had time to like react. <laughs> but Fucking old man comes out of nowhere and sits directly behind him. I think he knew what we were doing and he was just like perving out. Yeah, it's perving out. You wanna watch two eight girls have sex? I mean, do you bro? Just not just don't do be dirty like Alright? Uh no, when I first went to college and I was smoking like weed at the time, I went with a very good friend of mine named Ryan. We were like, alright, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna smoke weed. And then we're going to go watch the Muppets in 3D. <laughs> what right? the fuck? Why? Because we weren't going to go to class that day. So we wanted something to do. So we smoked we smoked a lot. And then went and watched it in 3D. And it was really intense. Because we were really high. Then we left and we were like, Hey man, Happy Feet 2 in 3D starts in like 45 minutes. Do you want to go get high again? <laughs> so then we went back to the car, got high again, went back, and as a grown man, I nearly started bawling during Happy Feet 2 because I was too high to deal with the situations. <laughs> hey, Happy Feet some real shit. Even though like it's high key the most boring movie to me personally, 
it dealt with some real shit. Like, he gets exiled from his, like, you know, family well, and people. Yeah, and, and he gets uh, caught by humans in the first yeah. one and has to go to the zoo. And, like, they just kind of show, like, sometimes... Is this a prison movie? Or what? Happy Feet? <laughs> no. Penguins. Oh, no. Animated oh, no. penguins. What if it was an animated penguin prison movie? <laughs> yeah, that's He's what like, it sounds like. It's like, he gets locked up. Don't miss our fucking zoo. Trying to escape. That'd be a good ass but, movie. Copyrighted. But the the <laughs> second one had to deal with like global warming and stuff like that, and I was just like, this is, this is so sad. That's like Martin like is movies. he, is he gonna make it? Like does he get back to his family? And like what do they do? That's how fans felt during Furious Seven. If Paul Walker was gonna die or not, is he gonna make it back? You knew. I know. <laughs> I know. When I thought the toys were gonna die in Toy Story Three. Oh, I, 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 oh, everybody, everybody in the theater was like <gasps> grabbing onto each other. Man, I was like, what the fuck? But look, yeah, I cried. Well, I welled up like a motherfucker. I was like, yeah. no fucking way. No, dude, that that was yeah. No, me, me, and my fiance were fucking Disney nerds. So every time like that, we're just kind of in trouble. And we used to do it when we were first dating, but now it's more like oh, I haven't said this in a while. We'll be like, I love you to infinity and beyond because we both absolutely love Toy Story. We tried to watch that movie together and I was no help when she started crying. And she was crying. She was like, you're not going to hold me? I was like, I'm trying to keep myself together. (laughs) We don't know what is about to go down. These toys could be gone forever. What's the saddest Disney movie? Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3? I think Up is... Up wasn't that sad to me. Up was so sad, like Up started sad, it but it didn't. It didn't finish sad. I mean, to me, it finished, you see what I'm saying. It, it finished kind of on a good foot, but at the same time, the tones in it are so dark. Like you have this old man who recently lost love of his life, his wife. He's been with for years. He's doing what she, you know, her yeah. bucket list idea. He he has this fucking child whose parents obviously don't give a fuck because he's like <laughs> missing with this old man. For Lord knows how long. They find an explorer who's been by himself for years looking for this one bird. And they make him out to be this fucking bad guy. He's so evil just because they want to protect the bird. But, like, that's his life work, too. Come back. The kid, the old man's still old. He's still alone. But he has a kid now. And the kid's parents still don't show the fuck up. He shows up <laughs> and the kid's parents. Like, all the shit, all the tones in there are so, like, dark. But they kind of, like... Take a better look at it. You know, like... They, Inside Out was pretty sad, too. I have not seen Inside Out yet. Inside Out was pretty sad. Um, it also was one of the first movies that I was like, you know what? Whoever that directed this movie is probably one of the greatest directors that has ever done an animated movie before. Because, like, he took his entire writing staff... They all had to go take classes at, like, Columbia University on mental health of, like, they first had just asked, you know, a professor, at what point in a human's life are they most in touch with their emotions? And he said, well, it'll be a little girl, probably just about to hit puberty, be about 10 to 13, somewhere in that range, and then learned what goes on inside of the mind and played it out in a cute way you know what i mean because obviously if you tried to play it out any other way it'd be kind of shitty but to focus on the emotions and have all of those emotions kind of fight over the body with each other and like at one point joy and sadness leave the group 
to go on a magical adventure through the brain and to teach kids about how memories are stored. Like, it's, it's actually educational. But, like, the other emotions, you, you just realize how much, like, each emotion plays into who you are. Way more than what you think. And, like, they, they showed what happens inside the boy's head, her dad's head, her mom's head. Just to be, like, you know, as jokes for everything else. But when they were inside of the main character's head, like, it was, for the most part, some really sad stuff. And you're dealing with the age where everything is changing, so they purposely moved the girl. So now you have to deal with that, and but it was just—it was really intense for me. But I would definitely say go check it out. The saddest Disney movie. Whoever says Bambi, I'm kicking in the throat. Fox and the Hound. <laughs> All right, Bambi's not a sad movie. Bambi is a movie about how veal is made. I never watched it, but I always figured it was really sad. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, he got friend zoned so hard. If there ever was, like, we should do, like, awards for, like, movies to give out, like, weird awards. Like, a Disney award show. Biggest goon, Savage, is Scar from Lion King. He kills his own brother and blames his fucking nephew for it. Not to say that that's horrible. Not to say that. Not that, to say that that's horrible. Or okay, hold on. Okay. Not to say that that's the worst thing in the world. It's. I don't think it's the most savage in, thing in Disney. In Disney. Okay, what's what's the worst? I think I think parts of Monsters Inc. was more savage. Okay. When they set up, the best employee of the company had him bring a child in on purpose. As well, like she was in the room. He shut the door. She wasn't there. They even, they even, like, went in and talked to the director about it. Uh, whoever was the one that could color blend and shit grabbed her, put him on the back, and then took off. But the whole time of, like, these two guys were going to literally pull every fucking scream out of every child in the fucking world. That's pretty fucking savage. Just for their own games. You know, that's yeah, not just sure. fucking up your own family. That's, once this elect- electricity for that, you know, community's out, there is nothing. Point blank nothing. You know? Yeah. Best roasters are the crows from Dumbo. Oh my god. They were flaming that nigga. They made a song about them. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Don't <laughs> get your big ass out of here. Question. <laughs> Question. The crows, the crows from Dumbo? The crows from Dumbo or the crows from The Wiz? That was roasting Michael Jackson. Hey, yo, the crows from The Wiz, they went on some deep intellectual <laughs> shit. They weren't only talking shit about him like, oh, you're stupid. They were just like, you'll never be anything. You'll never get out of here. Like, they, I was like, damn, that's so personal. Like, like, the crows from Dumbo, they were a little more kid-friendly. They are like, oh, you're a poopy face, you know, type shit. Yeah. These other crows, yo, they were like, your mom, she has AIDS. Like, <laughs> This nigga, you broke. Yo, baby mama. That ain't really your baby and shit like that. They, they really... Yeah, they went him. into some personal shit. Yeah, they made him believe he was fucking worthless. That, that, That's what I'm saying. I, I think that... I think that the crows from Dumbo are still more savage. Because they didn't attack the mentality. 
They left you intact, but there was nothing that you could fucking do. They pointed out the fucking obvious like a motherfucker. They were like, bro, you got some big ass ears. Yeah. I ain't never seen no elephant fly. Crows from the Wizzo, I don't know, they had a song and dance too. They really did. They actually, they even have a song and dance. They made Michael Jackson sing a song about how he was so stupid. No, yeah, it was Yo. called uh, uh, You Can't Win. Yeah. It was, it was uh, You Can't Win, You Can't Get Out. Or no, what was it? You can't win, you can't break even, and you can't get out of the game. Yo, like, that's some deep shit. It's like a commentary on, like, the hood, like, black It really people. is. You guys should check out The Wiz if you haven't already seen it. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> the next time yo Kenson Yetta boot wearing ass ain't listening. <laughs> well, I I know that one day, half white, so you know half what the black. Is? Isn't it the like the black cast of the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, I thought you said, you said that the, a good TV show. The black cast of the Wizard of Oz. Like, why do you say it like that, man? No, it's because it's, it's just another. Like, I'm not like saying there's a black cast. I'm just saying there's another cast. But I was trying to like be. It's a. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a black interpretation of The Wizard of Oz. No, it, I mean, it's just an interpretation, and they happen to be black. No, no, it's about being in the hood. just casually black today. That's why the crows are attacking him at such a personal level, and all of the songs have to do with being in the hood. And even when they're walking around Oz, it's the hood. Yeah, they go by a fucking strip club. That's where, <laughs> that's where the flowers are that knock them out. And, like, they're, like, stuck on top of this roof of the strip club, basically. Yeah, they go to a strip club. They go to a sweatshop. They go to uh, uh, the train state, the subway stations subway of, like, New York or Chicago. Um, the Tin Man is at an uh, abandoned amusement park. Um, the Scarecrow is... Uh, like on the outskirts of the city like you know from the hood to like nothing and he's just out there see if they had made the Wizard of Oz the Wiz any more real then the Tin Man probably would have been like a fucking homeless guy yeah fucking Scarecrow would have been a fucking junkie I think he would have been a junkie hype yeah cause he no 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 the 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 Scarecrow would have been the homeless man cause he didn't have no heart Tin no. Man. No, Tin Man. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, the junkie would have been the Scarecrow because he didn't have a brain. No, actually, the junkie is the Tin Man it's because he needs the oil to get up. So, he's like, I need my stuff, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's like, I need a new liver. <laughs> he goes to the fucking Wiz to get a new liver. The Scarecrow, <laughs> scarecrow goes for fucking money. He's like, yo, I need a place to live, bro. Yeah. What about the lion? Well, who would the lion be? He's just a drug dealer trying to make you buy. I feel like he's... He's a nigga selling mids. Yeah. He's trying to make a come up. Can we make a reproduction of the Wiz? And like make it like a, a true hood story? <laughs> I think we could. We just have to figure out how to write songs. Yo, Heike, that would be kind of dope. And instead of just making it exactly like the Wiz, where it's like, we go to this magical fucking land, we can keep it based in reality. Copyrighted, keep it based in reality, and like these people go on this journey to, I don't know, we gotta find like, Someplace and it, well, am I gonna be the like token Hispanic guy or what? Like, you'll be the one that goes through. 
And then you you can be like Dorothy, bro. What? You'll be you'll be you'll, you'll be you'll be like Dorothy. You you making it through like the black side of the hood, right? You're Even though you Hispanic, you trying to get to the Hispanic hood. Oh, I see where this. Is you see going. what I'm saying? So, I'm so then L-Wiz like, or what? yeah, it'd be like Elwes. And then as you walking through, uh, let's see. RJ could be the scarecrow. Why do I gotta be the Because you're retarded. Now. <laughs> there you go. You got that. Uh, who wants to be Tin Man? Nose goes. Well, you Tin Man is a motherfucker. <laughs> you the biggest nigga in the room, and I apologize, but you gotta be the cowardly lion. Yeah. Um, Alright, alright. I, 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 I can be the witch. So I, outside of the witch, I'm the snitch. Right. Yeah, you so I'm trying to set all of you guys up. I'm like informing people. I'm on like first <laughs> forty eight, and like, I'll be like, <laughs> "Wicked snitch." Who the hell do I get to be? You the wiz. You the wiz. But we're not going to a magical land. Yeah. No, you're, you're not a good. Snitch. Okay, you you're can be the guy. They're all going to the welfare office. Okay, yeah, or something like that. Or all, or you're trying to get back to your side of town because you had just gotten a winning lottery. You're the bus driver. Hell yeah. Okay. Bus, bus driver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then y'all all try to get on the shit, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, I need you to go take care of this motherfucker real quick, or else I'm gonna go to jail at like thirty. <laughs> so y'all can go beat the fuck out this nigga snitching, and then I'll let you on the bus. You ain't even gotta pay me for this shit. And my flying monkeys can be the police that are trying to protect me. Yeah. Like that. that. That's dope. Copyrighted. <laughs> that is, <that's> dope. <laughs> so do catchphrase. Then we say some dope shit. Copyrighted. Um. I want to thank everybody for for coming out, um, not only to watch the Super Bowl, but to join us for this podcast. Uh, if you guys like what you heard and you want to hear us talk more about pop culture and go up on our random tangents, press the like button on SoundCloud, or else I can't see it. <laughs> I like it on Facebook. One of my friends shared it. All right. Head-ass people. Yeah, no, go to SoundCloud, pretty, pretty please, like it. Let me know that you like it, it, and we'll keep doing this. If you would like to see us get into these heated conversations about sports, give us a comment. I will say that the sports will get way more heated. Very. Yeah. It depends on exactly what we're talking about, too, because I feel like we're all very chill people when it comes to just, like, appreciating. Like, even tonight's game, we appreciated the greatest of Cam Newton and Peyton Manning. We appreciate the greatness of the defenses, right? I mean, but if we're bringing our favorite teams. I mean, I don't have a favorite football team, but I do know the ones that get heated for me are the fucking debates where it's like, you got to make a top five list. Is this person really better than that person? That, that shit, because like, I can go for hours about that shit. Like athletes? Like the best athletes in the world? Like, like the top five quarterbacks in the yeah, league. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah, just right off the top, I can think of mine, but... I can see how that can become heated. Mm-hmm. I would say that Peyton doesn't make it. I, I would say that. Agreed. Top five in the quarterbacks in the league now? Yeah. Oh, no. No, <laughs> Peyton don't make it. But, again, like if you want us to do more about pop culture. Comment if you want us to do sports. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. So, my name is Dom. My name is Chris. And, and we, we got, got next. next.